Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Macon, it's great to be here. We got just three days to go, Macon. I was with John Ossoff in Macon, Georgia, for a drive-in rally Saturday night. It all comes down to Tuesday, the biggest election in the history of the state of Georgia. Which has sort of become the staple for Democrats in, in these runoff elections where people drive their cars into large parking lots and Ossoff gets up on stage. Think about how far we've come in the American South. Think about how far we've come in the great state of Georgia, now the most competitive battleground state in the United States. And uh, unfortunately for him and unfortunately for those of us who were who were there covering it, uh, the, the skies opened up and, and the rain started falling right when he took the stage. Making a little rain can't keep us indoors tonight. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, which is interesting because I was actually in Macon, Georgia with Raphael Warnock, the other Democrat, the evening before. And there was also an outdoor rally with a bunch of rain. Thank you all so much for gathering on this rainy night in Georgia. We had a, a, a rainy weekend closing out these runoffs here. I feel good. It's rain and change in Georgia. I guess with uh, the rain for both of them, it isn't really a uh, calm before the storm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be uh, calm after the storm, I, I guess. The storm hit the weekend before. Let's hope so. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, James Arkin on how rain or shine it's runoff time. So tomorrow is the big day. Runoff elections between incumbent Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler and Democratic challengers Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. The fate of the Senate is in the hands of these two races. James, what is going to happen? We don't know. That's that's the simplest, most straightforward answer is the the one thing that we can say with with a relative degree of certainty is these Tuesday races are going to be really, really competitive and close. You know, we need Georgia to send these two great senators back to Washington because of who they are, because of all that we've accomplished together. And because a Republican Senate majority could be the last line of defense to preserve all that we've done for this country. I think both sides expect this to be a very close, very competitive race. I, you know, I don't think that we will walk away with results that will be necessarily surprising either direction. I, I mean, certainly it would be uh, kind of massively consequential if Democrats can win these two races, uh, showing just how far Georgia has come in the last couple of years and also delivering the Senate after Democrats failed to do that in November. But I, I don't think that that would necessarily be a surprising result. Uh, not to say it's not a significant result, but just Democrats have really sort of done what they needed to do to put themselves in a position to potentially have success on Tuesday. We did very well in vote by mail. We did very well in early vote. But we know Election Day is going to be the likely high turnout day for Republicans. So we need Democrats who haven't cast their ballots to turn out. And if they have any questions, to go to IWillVote.com to find their polling places. And what I mean by that is... Democrats have historically struggled in runoffs in Georgia to get their voters back out. And Republicans have always had more success in, in Georgia runoffs than Democrats. Uh, Democrats have been able to get their vote out. They, they have uh, done a great job in early voting. Uh, the, the proportion of black voters uh, as part of the electorate is higher. There are a lot of young voters who have turned out and voted early. And so Democrats did a really solid job of getting their voters out early. And what that means is that Republicans are relying on a really large turnout on Tuesday, on Election Day, from their own voters, 
they're going to need a, a you know a really huge turnout and and a really decisive win on election day to be able to make up the ground from the early and absentee voting and so that's what i mean when i say this is going to be very close it's uh, it's sort of a cliche that uh political types don't really love to hear but it really does all come down to turnout do you think we could see anything similar to what we saw on the presidential election night where it gets to super late at night and we don't really know any of the results and we're just left waiting and waiting to figure out what happened? Yeah, I do. I, I think that we should prepare ourselves for uh, the idea that we're not going to know who won these races on Tuesday night. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if that means we'll know Wednesday morning. I don't know if that means that it will take a couple of days to finish the counting. A, a lot of that does depend on whether these races are decided by a thousand votes, 10,000 votes, 20,000 votes or more. Uh, we just don't know. Um, but obviously we saw that in Georgia in November with Joe Biden's win by just a, a little more than 12,000 votes, that this is an extremely closely divided state. There's uh, been a, a very large number of absentee ballots this time around as well. And, and so I, I do think expectations for a result on Tuesday should be tempered. I think that's one thing we can say with at least a little bit of degree of certainty is that we might have to wait a little bit mm-hmm. before we know for sure. Who do you think are the voters who are going to determine the outcome of these elections? Like what voting blocks could shift the results in one direction or another tomorrow? There's a lot of answers to that question. Um, it's sort of a cop out on my part, but but certainly <laughs> um, both sides have a, a bunch of different segments of the electorate that they need to turn out. So for example, Democrats needed a higher proportion of black voters making up the electorate than they had in November. Uh, they they had that in early voting, and that's been an encouraging sign for Democrats. Uh, Republicans would prefer to do a little bit better in the suburbs than they did in November. David Perdue, the incumbent senator, slightly outperformed Donald Trump in some of the suburban counties where Joe Biden defeated Donald Trump pretty handily. And John Ossoff ran ahead of David Perdue, but Ossoff ran slightly behind Joe Biden in some of those suburban areas that were historically Republican and have shifted over to Democrats. And so, you know, if David Perdue can can sort of peel off some of those Joe Biden voters who might be independents or even moderate Republicans who voted against President Trump, that could help him have success. Same with Kelly Loeffler. Uh, Republicans need massive turnout in rural counties, places where the early vote has kind of lagged. Uh, they hope because that means their voters just want to turn out on Election Day. Uh, so they they need just enormous turnout in in rural counties. Um, Democrats coalition, you know, that a lot of Democrats in, in the state have talked about how the Asian uh, American Pacific Islander vote was critical for Joe Biden in the state. You know, he won by 12000 votes and, and he won that population by a significant margin. And so turning those voters back out is, is key. These elections are just going to be so close that both sides really just can't afford to have any segment of of the electorate that would be favorable to them not turn out to to huge margins, any different fall off or, or any different surge could make the difference here. Having spent weeks reporting on the ground in Georgia, following these candidates and the election super closely, what would you say is like one thing that you've seen or know in Georgia uh, that people watching from the outside don't know, but but should? I would say it's been the focus outside of Atlanta. Hello, Savannah State. Hello, Columbus, Georgia. Atlanta is the huge metro population, and it's an it's an enormous population. The Atlanta media market is the most expensive. It's it's where a lot of attention gets focused, um, and certainly Democrats are going to you know bank a lot of votes in Atlanta and in the Atlanta suburbs, and that's going to be critical for them. Hey Atlanta, give it up one more time for Reverend Raphael Warnock. Um, Republicans have relied much more 
since 2016 on huge turnout in rural areas outside of Atlanta to make up for some of the voters that they've lost in those suburban counties. And Democrats, meanwhile, they can't win just in Atlanta. And even they can't win even just in Atlanta and Savannah and Athens and, you know, the other metro populations where they're going to win by a significant degree. Democrats are going to need to peel off some rural voters. They're going to need high turnout uh, among rural black voters. They're going to need, uh, you know, high turnout among Democratic supporters in some of the counties that Republicans are going to win. But Democrats want to keep their margins down. And so, you know, as much as Atlanta metro area is a focal point and as much as those voters are going to provide a huge number of the votes in this election, you know, really both parties have focused pretty extensively um, and have campaigned pretty extensively outside of that area. Georgia is a really big state. There's a lot of different areas of the state that these campaigns have focused on. There's a lot of different media markets that have gotten a lot of attention from the TV advertising. And those areas are all going to be important and decisive. So that would be one thing that I've learned just spending my time here all around the state in a bunch of different areas is, you know, the the number of places that these campaigns have had to focus on is enormous. And and they need to get their voters out all across the state, uh, you know, not just relying on the, the massive population in and around Atlanta. James Arkin, thanks so much for talking with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Also today, newly released audio shows President Trump urging Georgia officials to re-examine the state's election results and, quote, find enough votes to reverse President-elect Joe Biden's victory. According to audio of a Saturday phone call obtained by The Washington Post, Trump told Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger there's nothing wrong with saying you've recalculated and asked officials to find that ballots were shredded and election machinery was removed or tampered with in an effort to skew results. Ryan Germany, the Secretary of State's general counsel, responded unequivocally in the phone call that machinery was not moved or altered. The leaked audio comes just before Congress is set to certify the electoral college votes on Wednesday. At least 12 incoming and current Republican senators, along with well over 100 Republican representatives, have said they're going to challenge the results based on unsupported allegations of voter fraud. And federal officials are in talks with the drug maker Moderna about giving half the recommended dose of the company's COVID-19 shot to speed up immunization efforts. In an interview with CBS over the weekend, Monsef Slaoui, the head of the Trump administration's vaccine rollout, said there's evidence that two half doses in people between the ages of 18 and 55 gives identical immune response to the recommended 100 microgram dose, but said the final decision will rest with the FDA. His remarks came amid intensifying concern that the COVID vaccine distribution has been slower than expected, with the Trump administration missing its initial goal of vaccinating 20 million Americans by the end of 2020. So far, according to the CDC, just over 4 million Americans have received their first two COVID shots, and another 13 million doses have been delivered to states. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts, and also check out some of our other shows like Nerdcast, Politico Energy, Pulse Check, and Global Translations. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.